Welcome to Cornerstone, a podcast by Rebuild Fellowship. On today's episode, Pastor Chuck will finish up his message titled, Can You Hear Me Now? This message is found in Luke 18, verses 35 through 43, with the big idea of his message is our mission. On our last episode, we left off with Pastor Chuck talking to us about blind spots. So today, we're going to jump right in as he picks up with some additional thoughts on blind spots. Some also some things we need to look at from a perspective internally and externally that can create some blind spots. We got painful past memories, bitterness, anger, frustration, loneliness, disappointment, unforgiveness, all these things internally, jealousy, envy. Here's a big one, lack of self-worth. All of these things can create blind spots for us. How about externally? Because of some of these internal things, we begin to project things externally. We got to have that house. We got to have that car. Knowing it's above your threshold. We got to keep up with the Joneses, or, or in today's time, in modern times, we got to keep up with the Carters. I'll wait. Y'all know who I'm talking about. It used, it used to be the Joneses back in the 70s and 80s. Now in here, we in the 99 past the 2000s. We focusing on the Carters. Here's a question I want to pose. Let's be honest, family. Where are your blind spots? Where are your blind spots? This is a work, if we'll be honest, we will want to access healing. This is a work, if we'll be honest. Watch this. That's between you and the Holy Ghost. The problem is we tend to think we are smart enough or strong enough or we're good enough on our own that we can live this life in our own strength, and the Word of God says contrary to that. Because it's truly grace through faith, my brothers and sisters, that we have been saved, and it's grace through faith that our lives will be sustained as well. So what's blocking you in this moment from seeing and experiencing the light of God in your life? See, I've heard it this way, my brothers uh, uh, and sisters. Listen, your blindness can lead you to faith in God that can move mountains, or it can cause you to doubt God to create mountains. You want me to say it again? I'll say it again for you. Here we go. Your your blindness can lead you to a faith in God that can move mountains, or watch this, or it can cause you to doubt God to create mountains. Heard one uh, author say it this way. He says, faith talks in the language of God. Doubt talks in the language of man. All that to say, what I do know is that this man was blind, and blind for a very long time. And he was absolutely tired of being in that state. Then all of a sudden, he heard some good news one day. In verse 37, they told him Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. The healer was coming in his direction. And he had a mountain in his life that he needed to get out of his way. Heard Pastor Spurgeon preach it like this one time. He said it was an hour of hope to that blind man. And if Jesus passes by now, this is an hour of hope for us. So my encouragement to you today is don't let Jesus pass you by. 
every time we gather. This is one of the beauty and blessings of the local church, and especially when we gather on Sunday mornings or we, we meet midweek. It's a time to encounter the presence of God. It's another time to experience the power of God. It's another game to engage with the promises of God. Oh, we got to put more reverence back on the local gathering. The Bible says in Hebrews, do not forsake the assembly, the coming together, because that's what we encourage each other to love and good works. Some translations say faith and good deeds. We got to put the power back in the church. We come to, we come to church, listen, here's a little soap opera. We come to church too distracted and not too determined. We come together and we're so distracted, more so than being determined. I got to get into the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we need to bring back that old hymn and sing it like we used to sing back in the days. Let me at that throne of mercy find a sweet relief. Kneeling there in deep contrition, help my unbelief. Trusting only in thy merit. Uh, uh, would I seek thy face, heal my wounded, broken spirit, save me by thy grace. I'm crying, Savior, Savior, hear my humble cry. While on others thou art calling, do not pass me by. Which leads me to the next voice I want to show you. It's the voice of hindrance. Y'all all right? Y'all still with me? Y'all all right? Voice of hindrance. Here we go. Verse 38, and he cried out. We heard the voice of hope. Now we're going to hear the voice of hindrance. And he cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 39, and those who were in front rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. I feel like in this day, family, we have more fans of Jesus than followers. And it's always the one that's taking on a form of godliness but denying the power that wants to stop you from getting your blessing from the blessor. Ain't it just like church folk to keep you from getting into your Savior's arms? Ain't it just like church folk to take on the tradition of man but not allow the word of God to take any effect? Ain't it just like church folk? God didn't come, Jesus, he did not send his son Jesus to establish a religion per se. He came so that he would establish relationship with those that disobeyed and rebelled against him. He would come to reconcile us back to God the Father. He didn't come so we can operate in a spirit of religiosity. He came so that we would establish relationship. How do I know? Because Jesus would tell them one day, he said, they would come to him like, Jesus, Lord, let me tell you what we've been doing. <laughs> Listen, we done gave plenty of offerings, played penny ties. We were at every prayer meeting, Jesus. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to tell you what, I serve every Sunday, every Wednesday, every Tuesday. Whenever the church doors are, I serve. I've been laying hands on the sick, and they've been recovering. I've been, I've been casting out demons in your name, and Jesus would go on to say something very, very harsh, it would seem. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never what? We never had relationship. You only want me when you need game tickets. You don't know me any other time. You only call on me when you need a bill paid. 
When you gonna take care of your own checking account? Why you keep calling? It's just me and you today. That's why I keep looking. You know what I mean? Why every pay period you seem to call me first thing in the morning? I don't hear for. And keep reading. I'm sorry, Pastor. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's always those ones. It's the voices of hindrance. The ones. Watch this. They had seen Jesus, but this man blind, he ain't never seen him. They seen God's power. They seen his workmanship, and yet they never became a follower. They only remained a fan. Oh, I pray that that's not so of us believers. I pray that we will not take on a form of godliness and deny his Holy Ghost power in our lives because he said in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, he came to give us that power to be a witness of him in the earth. He gave us that power. 2 Corinthians says that he can make his kingdom appeal through. We are his ambassadors. We should be walking with more authority here in earth. Oh, I love the way Jesus works for us. I love the way Jesus cares for us because he came down so that we could remain up. There's always obstacles in your way of getting to Jesus. You know, every time you make a decision, watch this. Let's just take this one. Anybody do this? Watch this. As soon as you say, I'm going on a fast, what ends up happening? How many Krispy Kreme uh, 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 commercials you start to see? You ain't never seen Burger King make a burger that looks so good. That chicking they did when you on a fast, you're like, I want a, I want a chicken burger right now. Am I lying? You don't, you don't even drink soda, but soda been looking good to you. And you don't even like bananas, but how did bananas come so good to you? That's just one example. Every time, watch this, every time you make a press, right, a press forward, the enemy always wants to, In 2007, a man named, where am I? In 2007, a man named Randy Posh delivered a famous message, a famous speech, and I hope one day you'll go look at it. It's called The Last Lecture. In this lecture, it was meant to leave a message to his children. Put a pen there. It's meant to leave a message to his children. So he had pancreatic cancer. He was known for computer science back in the day and some things that he did, and he spent some time with Pixar and Disney, and he and he ascended to a height there, and he was a subject matter expert in this area, and he gave this last lecture. He was at uh, Carnegie Mellon up there in uh, Pennsylvania, and he was a professor up there, and so he left this last lecture. And in that, he said this. He said, the brick walls are there for a reason. The brick walls are not there to keep us out. The brick walls are there to give us a chance to show how badly we want something. Because the brick walls are there to stop the people who don't want it badly enough. They're there to stop the other people. So God has sent us a message. God the Father sent us a message to his children today in like manner to tell you that in him you can endure. In him you can press forward. In him you can make it to the end. So how badly do you want your joy? How badly do you want his peace? How badly do you want his healing? How badly do you want his deliverance? How badly do you want Christ our Lord? How badly do you want it? And I think some of us, we don't want it that bad because we're still blind because we got options. Okay, I'm talking to the fellas right here. It's not me, fella, me and you, just me and you, right? When you were dating, 
right? And there was, all, there was always one that really wanted you to be with them. But you had options. And because you had options, you dared not commit because you got options. Are we on the same page? Okay, you got, you got options. You got to talk from a of relationship because that's what this is all about. It's about relationships, right? Right? You got options, right? You remember back in the day when you were, uh, when you were in college and you were on the ramen noodle ministry? But now you done had like five, six jobs since then. You got a little savings account. You don't think about ramen noodles no more. Why? Because you got options. You got options now, right? You, you don't think about that anymore. Right? Here, here's my point. We have to get back to the place where Christ is our only option. There's, there's, there's nothing else that matters. And I think we've gotten the case of the big head, according to Romans chapter 12, verse 3, do not think more highly of yourself than you are. You should think with yourself with sober judgment. I think we got the case of the big head because we are blinded and we perceive to have options. But I call to tell you, the devil is a So when it comes to your relationship with Christ, are you still willing to be desperate for and dependent on him and on him alone? Dr. Tony Evans would say it this way. Sometimes God lets you hit rock bottom so that you will discover that he is the rock at the bottom. Which leads me to our third point, third voice to hear. It's the voice of the helper. It's the voice of the helper. And Jesus stopped and commanded, verse 40, and Jesus stopped and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he came near, he asked him, what do you want me to do for you? And he said, Lord, let me recover my sight. You see, he cried out to the one that he heard was the Messiah, the Savior of the world, who could do anything but fail. Do you still believe your God can do anything but fail? And he got his attention. There's nothing like when you get Jesus' attention. Is that not what we saw with the woman of the issue of blood? She got the attention of our Lord. Who touched me? I believe Jesus still wants us to have a who touched me moment with him. And all throughout scripture, God has proven that he does not turn a deaf ear to those who, who cry out to him. And listen, Jesus is not asking him this question because he doesn't know what he needs. He wants, he's asking that question because he wants to know, do you know what you need? We got to change our prayers up a little bit. We got to tweak it just a little bit. We got to position with ourselves with the prayer, Son of David, have mercy. One of the blessed things that we need to cry out for and that we need daily is God's mercy. Isn't that what the author of Lamentations find out? He said, listen, I, 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 I call this to my mind and therefore I have hope. That the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases, that his mercies are new every morning and they don't come to no end. Great is thy faithfulness. Mercy. Listen, we talk about grace a lot in the church, and we should. We should never stop talking about grace. But I think now, family, my brothers and sisters, we need to spend some more time talking about the mercy of God. That God has not dealt with us according to how our sins have called for it. Nor, according to Psalm 103, that he does not repay us according to our iniquity. Ain't he good? Somebody tell him he good right there. Somebody give the Lord a praise right there. Oh, you could have been dead in your sins and trespasses. But for the surpassing love, 
because he was rich in mercy. We've been made alive. Somebody touch yourself. Say, I'm alive. Said the voice of a helper. Said the voice of a helper. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Here we go. Let me give you a little scripture on this so you'll know where, 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 where. That, that I'm just not making this up. That is not a fly-by-night thing. Watch this. Exodus 2, verse 23. Now it happened in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. Then the children of Israel groaned because of the bondage, and they cried out. And their cry came up to God because of their bondage. So God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant. Every time you cry out to God, God says, I remember my covenant to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And God I looked upon the children of Israel and God acknowledged them. Well, let me just tell you right here, God has remembered his promises towards each and every one of you. And all of the promises in Christ Jesus are what? They are yes. It's a sure thing. Hallelujah. In Christ, we are positioned from victory, not for it. You ain't got to work for it. He's already blessed us with victory in the heavenly realm. So if his will can be done in the earth as it is in heaven, if he gave us victory there, you sure can have victory here. Watch this. David would say this in Psalm 51. Here we go. I got to get out of here. Here we go. He says, watch this. He says, Psalm 51, verse 17. He said, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. A broken and a contrite heart. These, oh God, you will not despise. Well, let me give you a little New Testament too. Here's 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything, according, here's, the, here's, the, here's, the, here's the clincher, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And watch this. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. And that's where we'll stop and pause for today. Thank you for taking your time with us today. If you would like to learn more about our church or have us pray for you in any way, you can find us at www. Dot rebuildchurch.com. That is www.rebuildchurch.com. Our church meets in Durham, North Carolina, and if you're looking for a church to attend, we'd love to have you join us. We meet weekly at 10 a.m. on Sunday, and you can find more details about what to expect and where we are on our website. You can also find our full services on our YouTube channel. Please join us for our next episode as we kick off the year 2023 with an incredibly important reminder about unity within the church.